brides will spend a long time thinking about the colours of the flowers and the bridesmaids dresses and matching everything up but for me this is a point in the wedding where just like when the couple take their vows it's the point where it's just about the two of them. Welcome to the Yes Do I Do podcast, your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack Brister and Chris Piercy. Hello and welcome to Yes Do I Do, your wedding planning podcast. My name is Jack Brister and I'm your co-host. I'm joined, as always, by Chris Piercy. Say hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. I did it again. Are you going to do this every time? Every time. And we're also playing Absolutely Bingo again. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, we haven't told Georgina about that. Georgina is our special guest today. Georgina would like to say hello to everyone. Hello, everybody. Uh, so, Chris, would you like to very quickly explain what Yes Do I Do is? It is a very simple concept. If you've been listening for a while, you'll understand that already. Essentially, we have a different wedding supplier on each week. Uh, this week, it is uh, Georgina, who is a choreographer. Uh, so, we bring her in. She talks about her side of her business. And then we're going to be going into a topic of conversation, which is um, the importance of choosing the right first dance song. Is that right? That is correct. Perfect. Uh, and then we'll do some quickfire questions where we can find out a little bit more, get some interesting stories. Stories, uh, and uh, that's pretty much it. Is that not? Is that right? That yeah. I mean, we always ask each other this, but it's always the same. That's always right. I'm gonna be honest. I only asked you whether that was right, just to see if you'd slip up with an absolutely straight away, like you did in the last episode. I so, did. We laughed about it. So my, I, I will very quickly explain to Georgina what this is. <laughs> and to everyone else. In the first couple of episodes, and to everyone else who hasn't heard so far, in the first couple of episodes, I started every single sentence with absolutely. Okay. Chris picked up on this. And decided to say, we're now playing Absolute Bingo. So every time I say absolutely, Bing! outside of this context, oh. yes. he does that. He goes, okay. Bing! <laughs> uh, and then it gets very, I get very angry at him. So okay. we're just, uh, we're going to try and avoid that. Uh, I lasted 25 seconds that, uh, on yesterday's podcast. Okay. So let's try and do better than that. Um, Chris... <laughs> Do you want to tell everyone who we are and why they should be listening to us? Uh, yes, so my name is Chris Piercy and uh, Jack Brister is the co-host here. And we are both wedding magicians uh, based in different parts of the country. I'm down in Dorset, whereas Jack is up in Norfolk. Um, we've been performing at weddings for a number of years, been involved in several hundred of them. Uh, and some of them we've just turned up and uh, performed at. Some of them we've uh, spoke to the brides in detail and helped them the planning to a certain extent. So we're uh, imparting our knowledge, the things that we've learned from our experiences and providing it for you uh, because we thought it might be useful. Couldn't have put it better myself. So it's my great honour to introduce today's guest, Georgina. Uh, Georgina, would you like to tell everyone who you are and what you do? Yes, so my name is Georgina Wooten and I run um, Miss G's Wedding Choreography Services, which means that we provide a service for hem parties and for first wedding dances. So for hem parties, we go in and we create a wedding dance potentially for the hens. It can actually be for stag do's as well that they might like to perform at the wedding. So most recently we did a dirty dancing um, performance uh, for one particular bride who was very obsessed with dirty dancing and we took a watermelon to her and everyone dressed up in the uh, clothes of that era and then they uh, got to perform it in front of the groom at the wedding. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also go, uh, so I also go to... Um, work with couples on their first wedding dance um so and that could be a real variety of things that they would like so i've had one couple where the groom looks very much like will from the in-betweeners 
So he wanted to learn the in-betweeners dance from the movie, some of you may know. And um, it was quite a special and unique number rather than just a slow piece. So they started off, uh, you know, as most couples do in the middle of the dance floor, swaying side to side. And then the music cut. So I also do music editing. So the music cut and everyone thought that the music had gone wrong. And then they busted into the in-betweeners dance. And the groom went off to get a briefcase to come back on. So, um, and she, the bride then did a little ballet dance because she used to do ba uh, ballet. So yeah, it was a real mixture and a real crazy time. I, I think that's just excellent. I mean, one of, one of the things I always say to couples, and I've probably said it far too many times on this already, is that a wedding should be a couple's chance to really stamp their personality on the day. And you know, what better way than when all eyes are on them with all the formalities of the day are over. So, you know, some people haven't, aren't blessed with natural dancing abilities. So I think it's a, just a great service you can provide them by going, what, what does your personality say about you? We want that in dance form, and then you provide that. That's just—it's just such a great thing to to be able to to be able to do. I think. What's your kind of background, Georgina, to, to kind of put you in this position now? Um, so I've run a performing arts school called uh, Miss G's Academy of Performing Arts uh, for the last ten years. Um, I work with students from like babies age two up to adults. So I think my oldest student is about sixty-eight years old. So I work with a variety of people, boys and girls, um, and I work with a mixture of genres as well. My speciality is um, ballet, tap and modern, but we've also run ballroom classes. Um, we run commercial, contemporary. So I have um, an insight into many different genres. So I think that's what makes us unique is that we don't just have one style of dance to go from. We've got street dancing within the school. Um, and like I said, the fact that I've worked with adults and children, um, that makes a big difference as well. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. And because you run a school, does that mean that your first dance choreography kind of takes place at there or can you do it at any location anytime is it or is you restricted to where you're based uh no not at all so i'm based in hertfordshire and essex um and um it's individual to each couple so i will speak about what their needs are when i meet them and we so for example i'm working with a couple next week but i'm working at the hotel where they're having their first dance uh, it won't exactly be in the room where they're having their first dance, but it will be in the environment. So I will go to them and we will work it together there. So that's something that can be discussed when somebody books on with me They and books in with me. They can have, um, we can chat about the venue. So with the hen party, I went down to Tunbridge Wells to where the girls, the the girls of that particular dirty dancing hen party they were all staying in a um in a big house for the weekend so i went to their location equally if somebody did want to come to our studios in hertfordshire essex then they could do as well so they had many options for everybody so in terms of the hen party part of it does that is that something you'd include as part of the hen party entertainment almost you're coming along and you teach them the darts there or is there or is there further classes that are required to to fully learn it because obviously it can be a it can be a bit of a logistical problem getting all of the hens together at the same time other than the hen party itself um i think it depends on whether they would want to perform it at the wedding or not uh mm -hmm. in the past we've just used it as part of the entertainment of the hen party 
so it's becoming um more and more um apparent that hen parties are using things like burlesque workshops and pole dancing workshops within their weekend of like fun together so i feel that specializing this you know with the many different films that girls love um i think is a great and unique way to spend an afternoon or a morning on a hen party so uh, is there a uh... Is there a certain level of dance ability that someone has to have in order to, um, if for, I'm talking in terms of a, a couple doing their first dance, do, do they have to have some basic dance skills or can you literally take someone from like Jack's ability, for instance, and take them up to, uh, I'm, I'm assuming, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I have some rhythm, whereas Jack looks like he came out of the womb, like dad dancing. Uh, so. <laughs> No, not at all. I could take Jack from a, the womb dancing to Strictly. I'm sure it could... Uh, <laughs> anything is possible. This, this needs a video. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think um, that's one of the biggest things for me, why this service is necessary. I do actually think this is a, a necessary service within mm -hmm. the wedding um industry nowadays is that the biggest thing for me is confidence and actually not everybody does have the confidence to get up on the dance floor in front of all of their friends and relatives and you know even just doing a little sway to the side they feel highly uncomfortable so I think that's that's for me what I want to achieve with any couple is just for them to feel happy and and to kind of ease their nerves when they move onto the dance floor so I've worked with couples in the past where they just want to go through the music choices that they've got with me and I want them to kind of look at at one point in the song or the verse or the chorus they know that that's when they're going to do a little turn or they're going to change positioning just so that they don't feel stagnated throughout it and I think um, yes, yeah, so any it's anyone. I, I welcome anyone to come to me uh, because that is actually what I'm quite passionate about is just making sure that they are confident in themselves because that's something that you don't want them worrying about, you know, throughout the day. Cool. When you talk about choreographing a wedding dance, you see all these mashups of uh, like big mob dances and things on YouTube that have gone a bit viral and stuff. Um, is that what you mean when you talk about choreography or is there uh, perhaps a more ballroom-esque style, I don't really know, um, that would suit for a wider palette, shall we say? To me, there's no limitation. There's no, um, there's nothing too big and there's nothing too small that we can't achieve together. So yes, we can go down the ballroom route, we can go down the waltz route, um, we can learn, we can learn for the Strictly Come Dancing lovers that, you know, that kind of scene or we can go crazy and do a flash mob. So nothing is off off the cards at all. Brings us on quite nicely where you've mentioned all the different types of different types of dance. Brings us on quite nicely to the topic of uh, your choice, which is the importance of getting your first uh, dance song right. So um, what was it about this? Why, why do you think it's so important that the first dance has to be perfect or not perfect but a, a statement should we say um i think you said it quite well earlier that it has to be um a stamp on the couple's personality so it has to be unique to them and special for them and i think you can tell when something is special 
or when couples have sat down and gone oh my god we just don't know what song to do we're gonna do Ed Sheeran thinking thinking out loud but you know everyone everyone kind of does there's like the the same songs that everyone uses again and again and again and I'm not trying to say that they're not special but I do think it's lovely if if couples if there's a song that is particularly special to them and unique to them um whether that be I think a lot of couples find it hard because they sometimes have an upbeat song that they love or like a real kind of jazzy song I guess that they feel wouldn't work for a first dance because it's too fast so I'd encourage people to then look at maybe an acoustic version of that if they still wanted to do a slow piece so that they can still use something that is unique to them and that is their personality. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that more often than not, when, I've, when I'm at weddings and I'm there for the first dance, it is exactly what you said earlier. They go, uh, bride puts her hands on the groom's shoulders, he puts her hands on the waist and they sway from side to side. And quite more often than not, it, it seems that they're using a chance to actually go, oh, we're actually getting a chance to talk today because we've been so busy with everyone else. And it ends up with them just swaying side to side, slowly going in a circle. Um, just catching up with each other because they've not had a chance to speak in the last half an hour or whatever it might be. So I think it's a really great thing. And I do honestly see the importance of having that that first dance song being... I see why it's so important because the ones that they've obviously thought about, you can tell if you've seen them. And I've seen... Me and Jack will have seen more first dances than most people. And you can tell when they've actually thought about it a bit more. Whereas often I think it's the bride going oh, this is our song, that's the one we're going to dance to, and that's all the thought they put into it. But I guess if you get it right, it can really set the tone for the evening, really, I suppose. Yeah, and I think it's something, for me, that gets forgotten about as well. I feel like um, there's such attention to detail with weddings. Um, there's such a lot of money spent on weddings. It's a ginormous industry now. Um, and you know brides will spend a long time thinking about the colours of the flowers and the bridesmaids dresses and matching everything up but for me this is a point in the wedding where just like when the couple take their vows it's the point where it's just about the two of them um, and about nobody else and I feel that that's why it, it should be the romantic time of the day and like you said it also yeah if if you get it right um and if you can can receive that wow factor then it really does set up the rest of the evening for everybody um yeah yeah i think um a point that chris made is that you know when they don't think about it it's just the hands on hip hand on shoulder situation they just sway for a bit and it is, as you said, a moment when everyone's eyes are fixated mm. on them. It's a very important moment. But you can always tell the ones that haven't been thought about because after about 20, maybe 30 seconds, they're already pulling everyone onto the dance floor because they want to get over that awkward moment, <laughs> yeah, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, where, <laughs> yeah. Whereas if they perhaps think about it a bit yeah. more and they get the right choice of song and then can get the dance to work with that, it, it then allows that moment to sort of be a bit more special, I think. Mm. Because it's something that they're going to remember for the rest of their life as mm. well. And I think it's something that the the rest of the... Like, I still talk about that dance that I spoke about earlier with um, the wheel from the Inbetweeners. Mm. I still talk about that dance all the time. I'm like, that was an amazing dance. It was so memorable. And I think it can be a really memorable part of the day. Um, whereas, I mean, even... 
like other things can get lost in the day that a lot of thought goes into i know that nowadays there's popcorn stands and there's sweet stands and there's so much to weddings that i feel that this is just as important if not far more important than any of those those smaller aspects I think it also gives you a chance to actually make more of your evening entertainment as well. I think if you've got, sometimes you have a band playing the first dance, sometimes you've got a DJ, but I think if you probably set the tone right, and actually, it's going to create an atmosphere, right? You're going to you're going to get people excited and kind of uh, maybe up on their feet, whereas quite often what you get happening is that if, if the bride and groom just, just stand there, um, kind of swaying side to side, it's not going to get anyone up on their feet. Whereas if they do a really cool, memorable dance, it's going to get people excited. So what ends up happening is people will actually then want to join them on the dance floor rather than being feeling like they're dragged up there. And then you don't have that awkward hour at the start of the evening when no one wants to get up dancing because no one's had enough to drink. So it probably, you're probably going to get more out of your band or more out of your DJ if you actually put some, uh, some effort into your first dance as well. Yeah, I completely agree, Chris. And I think that something as you said, Georgina, is that people f- fixate themselves on making sure all the colours go and all this kind of stuff. But that wedding where you know the will from the in-betweeners dance mm-hmm. happened, uh, can you remember the colours of the of the tablecloths or something like that? You know, when you could, but you do yeah. remember the, yeah. the the first dance yeah. because it was special and it was yeah. a bit different. And it's something we say a lot as magicians and as entertainers is that you know, the entertainment and, and the things are going to be the things that stand out. And obviously the first dance is part of that. If you do it properly, yeah. it can be part of that entertainment for mm. sure. Mm. Like I said, I think just the song choice is, yeah, is so important. And I feel that if, if couples can sit down and really think about it and take their time over it, so that is what I would say is you'll take you you will take your time over so many other things within the wedding if they can take their time over their first dance song and really think about what what it means to them as a couple what it means or you know what everyone else would see about that couple within that song um just to make it yeah unique to them would be fab is there anything you'd say that couples should is a massive no-no that couples should definitely avoid when choosing their uh, choosing their song, or is that uh, is a is anything goes? I was going to ask the exact same question. Um, I think if they want to pick a rap song where there's lots of swearing in it, they might need to be careful with their nan, or you know, there might be some boundaries there. But no, I, I really don't think there is. I think there it, there should be no boundaries. It should be completely up to them as a couple and making it yeah really a really exciting thing so i would say try and go upbeat so that it just gets everybody going um you know even if they there's no reason why because i do editing of music as well where they can't start slow and move into various songs if they're struggling to pick one song there's no reason why we can't do a mixture of songs together so like a mashup of songs for their first dance so that is what um the ones that have been memorable have actually done and i think that's also a really lovely idea so then then nothing is off limits at all amazing i couldn't think of a better way to move into our uh, quick fire questions yes fine so i'm going to ask you some questions georgina the first things that uh, that come to your mind uh, the first question of course is your number one tip for hiring a choreographer I would say please look at the qualifications that the choreographer has 
um, and look at their past testimonials and make sure that um, you can see how they've worked with previous couples and um, what those previous couples have thought about that choreographer. And what is your best wedding story? Uh, my best wedding story is, well, I've actually already told it, to be honest. My best wedding story was the Wheel from the Inbetweeners dance. I loved it. Great. Uh, and conversely, your worst wedding story. Okay, so this is to do with actually a hen party. Um, this is that... Um, the bride was wearing cream Ted Baker new dress and cream shoes and cream leather jacket with a white bride sash. Um, this is actually something to do with where I was at the wedding, uh, well, at the Hindu, and I knocked the waitress with a bowl of uh, tomato pasta and it went over the bride. Uh, so. I mean, where, as soon <laughs> as you most, said. <laughs> it was the most horrendous thing ever. <laughs> the moment you said cream. <laughs> Yeah. I knew what was happening. So, yeah. luckily, the bride has a fantastic sense of humour and she took it really, really well. And her cousins had to shoot across London in a black cab to get a new outfit. And the whole of the restaurant clapped when she came out of the toilet in her new outfit. <laughs> but all I would say is just be careful of what you eat on your wedding day maybe and just be careful who you're around <laughs> don't come near me because i'm very clumsy <laughs> <laughs> and uh finally your number one tip for planning a wedding uh my number one tip would be to ensure that well i've got two tips make sure that you remember to enjoy every single aspect of it so um I think that it for some people it can be a really stressful experience planning a wedding for others not so much but just to make sure that you enjoy every single second and another thing is making sure that everybody knows their job role within the day and within the wedding party I've known in the past that um maybe a photo didn't get taken that they wanted to get taken i know that one of my friends wanted to take a photo taken just with her mom and she didn't get it and things like the wedding guest book sometimes that doesn't get signed and well you know couples can be disappointed but if everyone has a really specific role and they know that that's their job um then hopefully everything will run smoothly providing obviously you've got trustworthy friends <laughs> I really, really love that tip. And that's one thing that I uh, say to a lot of couples is you know, people that tend to have loads of bridesmaids, loads of groomsmen, loads of ushers. Um, and I think people often think it's just like a, a title you give someone to make them feel involved. If you're giving someone that title or that role, it comes with some responsibilities. And don't be afraid to actually ask people to do something for you on your day after you've given that, them that role as an usher. They have to then usher people. That's, uh, and I think people often forget that. So I, I really, really love that tip. Uh, one final question, which is the random question, which I think you need nearly forgot about Jack um, so you'll have to come up with a random question for Georgina now oh no <laughs> I had completely forgotten uh, about the random question Georgina what is your favourite board game um, Monopoly but personalised Monopoly Any... <laughs> personalised how um, so we once bought my dad um, for his 50th birthday a personalised Monopoly board uh, that was about his life, so where he lived, where he worked, and I love it. Great. Chris? Uh, I'm a huge Monopoly fan as well, so me and Georgina will have to have a game sometime. Sounds like <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, or I'm very that. competitive. <laughs> yeah, me too, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, risk as well. 
Always. Ooh, Good shout. If, if, if you've got a couple of weeks spare, you know. Yes. <laughs> that yes. Is, that is its problem, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, very true. Well, I couldn't think of a better way to finish the podcast. Georgina, if people want to find out more about you, where can they go? Our website is www.misscheese.dance and we have our wedding page on the website. And also they can follow us on Instagram at Weddings or at Dance. Great. Chris. Hi. Oh, you want to know where you can find about me? Uh, yes. yes. You can find me at chrispiercymagic.co.uk. Piercy is spelled P-I-E-R-C-Y. Uh, or you can find me on Instagram, which is at chrispiercymagic. Or if you go on Facebook, type in chrispiercymagician, mind really hypnotist, or something like that. And what about you, Jack? Where can they find you? Oh, it's very nice of you to ask, Chris. Uh, you can find me at theluxurymagician.com. You can find me on Facebook as Jack Brister, the Luxury Magician, or you can find me on Instagram at jbristermagic. You can find me on Twitter, but I can't remember the last time I tweeted, so don't go there, basically. First of all, Jack, uh, well done. I'd just like to say you didn't say absolutely once, other than outside the context of the absolutely bingo uh, introduction, so well done on that. And uh, that was the last episode of the week. Uh, next episode is live on Facebook on Monday. So you can join us live. You can ask questions and all sorts of things. That will then be released as a podcast on Thursday. Uh, but that's all for now. And uh, where can people find the podcast if they're listening and they don't know where they are, Jack? That's a very good question. This is the bit I always forget. Uh, so you can find us on Apple iTunes, on Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon. We're on Stitcher. Spotify and some more things I've probably forgotten but they're the main just basically whatever you listen to your music on search for yes to I do podcast and we should pop up and that's all for today thanks very much and we'll see you Monday thanks bye thank you for listening to yes to I do please remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using the tag at yes to I do podcast <laughs>